Hello, happy Monday. Welcome to episode number nine of Point and Line to Head, Elevating Hairdressing, the podcast all about art and design theory for hairdressers. I'm Cody, a hairdresser based in Washington, D.C. This past week, we hit over 350 individual listens and almost 70 subscribers. So thank you. That's incredible to me that people are actually listening to this and subscribing and everything. So thank you so much. Um, With that being said, I have two more episodes lined up for the next couple weeks, and then I'm going to be taking a break to regroup and then start a season two. I'll keep you updated on the time frame for all of that. In the meantime, I would love to hear your thoughts on this first season and maybe like requests or what you would like to hear in upcoming episodes. Leave me a comment on the Point and Line to Head Facebook page. Send me an email. My email is cody at pointlinehair.com. Um, but thank you again for everyone who's listening. And let's get into this week's topic, which is movement. I'm going to recap on a quote, um, because we always start with a quote. And this is a quote from Vasily Kandinsky, who is an abstract painter and teacher at Bauhaus. He said, A composition is nothing more than an exact law-abiding organization of vital forces which are shut up within the elements. We've talked about the tangible and theoretical parts of visual expression of visual arts, and we started moving into this how we get the viewer to engage with the work, And this week is sort of a continuation on that. As hairdressers, we create works of three-dimensional practical art, which are meant to be worn by one person. When someone sees our work of art, we want them to have an emotional response. So whether that's positive, negative, visceral, confusing, whatever, That's up to you as an artist to figure out how someone should react for the purposes of your story and what you're trying to convey through your work of art. But ultimately, we want some sort of response from the viewer. Or else we've created sort of white noise or something that basically has no reason to exist. We want people to respond to our work. Last week, we talked about balance, which is the manipulation of the observer's sense of reality within this universe that's contained in our work of art. Movement, which is the topic this week, animates that sense of reality, just like light animates form. Movement sort of lays the inner workings of balance. So as hairdressers, our objective is to give form to the material. And in a work of art, every detail affects the perception of that work. And by being conscious of these underlying 
vital forces, we can express our story or our concept in a way that the viewer understands what we're trying to convey. So in the end, a composition is a grouping or arrangement of elements in a way that shows off a concept or tells a story. The story or concept is locked away in all the various pieces in our work, waiting to be discovered by the viewer. Within movement, we have two pieces, broad pieces. We'll return to the conversation of depth that we had a few episodes ago. And also, there's a piece of movement called rhythm. So ultimately, animating this micro-universe that we've created within our work of art. In the episode about space, we talked about depth, which is this push and pull created by variations of color, either colors which are really similar in tone to create subtle depth or contrasting colors which create a wild push and pull. Um, ultimately, this draws the viewer into the work and give, gives context to the individual pieces of the work itself. Monet, who was a famous Impressionist painter, created this series of paintings of just haystacks in a landscape. There are 25 of them, and he painted these same exact haystacks at different times of the day, in different seasons, and the idea was to capture the mood and nuances of this landscape that was right outside his door. Um, as portrayed through this one particular frame. So, by adjusting the types of colors that he uses or the intensity of colors, he creates different moods, but also within that play of color, he's showing the idea of depth. And various different combinations of colors key into different components of this depth and key into different pieces of these landscapes. At the end of the day, he's painted landscapes, really impressionistic landscapes, but they're landscapes. So it's important for these paintings to have depth, for there to be this sense of foreground and background. So by utilizing depth, he not only expresses a mood or a feeling, but communicates that there is this whole plane of existence contained within this canvas. And fundamentally, that is what depth is. Now, the way this all relates to movement is that when you're physically standing in a landscape, you are drawn into it, and you understand just purely by being there that there are things that are close to you, things that are far away from you, there's clouds off in the distance, etc. So by capturing that as an artist, Monet is forcing the observer to see this landscape, but see it from his point of view at various times, in various seasons. As hairdressers, we utilize depth in a much more abstract way meaning that typically we're not painting a landscape on someone's head. 
but by utilizing and being aware of this subconscious push and pull, we're able to give context to the individual pieces that we're putting into our work. And at the end of the day, just like a writer has multiple chapters and paragraphs and sentences contained in a book, every bit and piece in our work is part of the story and needs to contribute to the story that we're telling. And by giving an overall context for these pieces to live in adds to the story and makes the story come to life. Then the second piece of movement is rhythm, which is a property of time, which we talked about last episode. Time is this idea of how we direct the viewer's eyes around the work, and rhythm is how we manipulate time. So it's how we choose to animate time within our work. There are three overarching types or categories of rhythm. Uh, we have repetition, compensation, and organic. And then there's a rate at which these types of rhythm happen, which is the interval. Repetition is literally repeating the same element throughout the work. So let's go back to that, the bob that we keep going back to. So let's say that it's a pitch black bob, just for the sake of simplicity. And that's what's popping into my head right now. So we'll go with that. Black bob, we place a blue panel of color at the very front and then at the very back. That's repetition in its simplest form. Compensation or contrast is when you pit different elements against each other for the sake of balance, for the sake of contradiction, for the sake of comparison, for any number of reasons. So we have that bob, we've placed a blue panel at the front, maybe the panel we place at the back is orange something that completely contrasts or really is radically different for whatever reason. And that's going to tell our story. Then we have organic movement, which is a random or arbitrary non-pattern that's just created sort of at your own whim. So we have that black bob and we place a blue panel on one side, a purple panel on the other side, a red panel down the center of the back. So we have different thing, different colors, different locations of these various accents. So something that's completely organic and pertains just to that work of art. And lastly, we have interval, which is the rate at which the rhythm happens. So if we wanted to repeat an element, we could do that 700 times and space those elements uh, half a centimeter apart. And that could create an interesting texture that adds to our story in X, Y, and Z way. Or once again, we could literally repeat that element once in the front, once in the back. Maybe that tells our story. So sort of equivalent, equally spaced, repetition. Or we could arbitrarily chip into the perimeter of this bob so that it looks like maybe rats have chewed away with it and there's no discernible pattern. 
So interval is the way that a certain type of rhythm happens. So equivalently spaced or randomly, uniformly increasing or decreasing, it's up to you. But these are the things to be conscious of as we're creating. The simplest thing to compare or really to talk about rhythm um, is music. So we have a song and songs tend to have a consistent backbeat. And in places there might be contrasting notes or contrasting sounds to emphasize a certain part of the song or certain timing of the song. Or we could look at jazz, which is literally built on the idea of arbitrary rhythms and tempos and syncopated beats. But ultimately, rhythm should reinforce your concept, just like depth. And movement at its core in a work of art is a qualitative or quantitative animation of your intentions. And the beauty of that is that any combination of rhythm or types of depth or whatever is up to you. So there's no way to tell you this is how you utilize rhythm every single time. It's more of how is my story told and if depth or rhythm are relevant or important to that story, how do I bring my work to life or animate my work through the movement contained within the various pieces? I'm a big fan of giving hairdressers information and not giving out sort of a blueprint to go out and recreate something that's in my head. As an educator, I believe it's my duty to share information in a way that other people are able to draw their own conclusions. Because for me, the biggest concern I have with education today is that a lot of times we end up teaching or giving a recipe or a formula or one technique that works in one scenario. And the idea is that hairdressers then go back to the salon and recreate that formula or that technique in some capacity. And I truly believe that in a creative field, that is an absolute crime. And educating people by telling them to just duplicate this because it worked in this one instance holds us back from realizing our true creative potential. And it's 100% the antithesis of what we should be doing as hairdressers. So what I am trying to create through this podcast is the giving of information in a way that I'm not giving too much in a sense. So giving information in a way that you're then able to draw your own conclusions. To wrap this up, I have a final quote. I think it's more of an excerpt. Again, it's a paragraph from Vasily Kandinsky's Point and Line to Plane, which has served as some of my biggest inspiration. And he says in this paragraph, Painting especially has advanced with almost fantastic strides during the last decades. And it has only recently been freed from practical meaning and liberated from the necessity of responding to the many purposes it had earlier been forced to serve. 
It has attained a level which imperiously demands that an exact scientific examination be made about the pictorial means and purposes of painting. Without such an investigation, further advance is impossible. Like I've said many times, technical information and technical skill are tremendously important to us as hairdressers, but passing down recipes or specifics that only work in one or a few instances to new hairdressers and hairdressers who are hungry for knowledge is destructive to an art form. My aim is to explain broadly and abstractly so we're each able to draw our own conclusions and we're each able to develop our own unique points of view. Independent creative thinking is vital. Being able to think as a unique individual about what you're creating every day behind the chair is imperative for progress in our industry and for hairdressing to be respected as the art form that it truly is. Thank you so much for listening. Head over to the Point and Line to Head Facebook page for more education opportunities. I do classes out of my studio. The schedule is all up on the Point Line to Head Facebook page. So if you're interested in just sort of nerdy art theory for hairdressers, check that out. Leave a comment also what you'd like to hear in season two, what you liked about any of the episodes so far. Make sure you're subscribed and tune in Mondays for new episodes. Next week, we're talking about quote-unquote natural laws. So the behaviors and sort of rules of the material or the fabric that we work on. So the most important part, the actual material we give form to as hairdressers. Thank you again. I'm Cody, and this was Point and Line to Head, Elevating Hairdressing. <laughs>